Ever thought about starting your own podcast? The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today. Hi, my name is Jordana. You're listening to The Ultimate Guide in my podcast, Drink It In. In this series, we hear from some of today's most influential therapists and life coaches in the Jewish community. I gained so much insight from each one of them, and I know you will too. Enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. This is Jordana Baracha from Drink It In underscore Jordana. I cannot believe we are in season five. Season five, guys, it's blowing my mind. When I started this podcast, I nowhere thought, I mean, it was a miracle if I got through the first season, but to say that I'm in season five is just very humbling and I'm very blessed. And one of the things I really wanted to discover more about was life coaches and therapists. You know, I'm a person that's always been going back and forth. I have a life coach. I have a therapist. I'm interested in these things. I'm interested in self-growth and becoming the best version of myself. And I said, hey, let me interview a few of them. That would be awesome. So today I have Betty. Betty, could you introduce yourself and tell everybody how you got involved in this career? Maybe what type of training you have and what something specific you focus on in that field. Absolutely. First of all, hello, everyone. Oh my gosh. It is so exciting to be on your podcast today because we have already been friends and done a lot of fun things together. So podcasting is my jam and it's just a pleasure to finally be on the other side. So thank you for having me. Yes. Yes. She has her own podcast. We'll have all the links (laughs) and everything in the summary. Don't worry. Go ahead. So my name is Betty Golko, and I live in Long Island in New York. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, and my journey to where I am today and how I would currently define myself is a lot different, but we'll dive into that later. Now I'm really happy, excited, like just so passionate about what I'm up to now, which is really primarily coaching, consulting you know, giving therapy, motivation, inspiration, very similar to you, to women particularly, but anyone. Um, I also really do focus on young adult, preteen, that age frame. But again, of course, I have all ages who come to me. And what I love to focus and hone in on is a starting point within confidence. So I talk about myself as a confidence coach, a consultant, and the Glow Up Club is my business. Now, everything else that I do really kind of like encompasses that. So what does that mean? I finally came to a place in my life, which again, guys, is a journey. It's taken me some time, but here I am where I have fully, not fully, but almost fully accepted all the parts of me. So what does that mean? You know, when I started in this kind of like world or bubble or whatever you want to call it, it was known to be like such a Betty was my name. And Mm -hmm. such a Betty really was clearly defined as fashion. Now that's beautiful and amazing, exciting, but it was missing so many other pieces to who is Betty. Mm -hmm. And Betty is psychology. I have masters. I started my second masters in behavioral analyst. I worked years in the field of applied behavioral analysts. And I love people and I just have a passion for speaking and talking and growing and learning, wanting to just be a better person. But more than that, I I just think it's like a natural thing for me to 
understand people. Like I can really see and feel people. So with all of that meshed in, I love music. I love beauty. I love fashion. I love dancing, you know, and that doesn't have to be away from me. Neither does psychology or people have to be away from me. It's all one big thing, which is what I'm up to now with my podcast, chat with Betty, with my consulting business. And when I post like a beauty picture, I'm like, guys, don't worry. I'm not always as glam. It's okay, mm -hmm. but be glam and be happy with that too. So that's what's up. So I'm so happy you, you touched on a little bit. The next thing that I wanted to speak about, and that is like social media. How, like, how do you use your social media platform to promote your coaching and your therapy work? So that's a great question. It's not so simple. I'm not going to lie. I think that it can become kind of like a little bit confusing for people who aren't either one continuously following along or to myself, if I'm not consistent with all of the things. But what I will say that I really try and do is just to implement as much as I can from all of the pieces. So what does that mean? For example, I have a podcast, so that's all very much clearly focused on various topics within growth and self-development or learning about new things. And then within my social media, I have posts that I post, which are either specifically geared towards some sort of topic or tips towards, I don't know, whatever the topic might be, how to have more confidence, right? Or a post about fashion, but saying a great motivational quote that's saying, hey, here's a great trending outfit. You can get inspiration for yourself, but at the same time, let's dig a little deeper within the external post, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Very, very nice. Um, now, how often uh, do you have your podcast on uploaded? <laughs> so I'm laughing. That's like the biggest thing. It's like, be consistent, Betty. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't know. I go in ways where I'm like, yes, I'm on top of it. And I'm all organized. And it's like once a week. And then I get crazy busy. And I just don't have time. Because by the way, if you don't know, I am a one woman show. <laughs> okay. And a mom. And I'm a mom. mom. You know, that's a big deal. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So Sometimes it kind of gets by the wayside, even though I have like episodes edited and ready to go. But because maybe I'm a little bit, just a little, just a little bit of a perfectionist, right. you know, it takes me a lot of time because I like to put the videos and I like to da 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 da. So unfortunately, it it can sometimes come maybe like once a month. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. You know, every, everybody has, has what they can do with, you know, their, uh, skill set versus, you know, what we could accomplish. I remember I had a teacher once that worked with me. I love this line that she said, a parent came in and in my, in where I work in the morning, the middle school, we have the classes by, um, uh, like they're all homogeneous. So, mm -hmm. you know, we have the honors, we have the average, so on and so forth. So there was a parent that was upset that their child wasn't in the honors class. And they said, but my child could get in the 90s. Mm -hmm. My child can get in the 90s. Mm -hmm. So this teacher said to the parent, let me explain something to you. I can make 12 blueberry pies a week. I could, but if I only make four at the end of the week, I only have four. So basically what she was trying to say to that parent, you know, hello, 
Yes, your child can maybe get in the 90s and maybe can be in the honors class, but they're not functioning at that level. We only could function at what at that moment in time we're capable of doing. So that's more than fine. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, it's interesting. How do you gauge if you're if you're being successful in this career? what, What do you what do you do? Like, oh, I just like you say, oh, I just had a good session with somebody. Oh, do people like send you notes afterwards? Oh, Betty, I did this and this and it really worked what you said. Like what what makes you feel like, oh, I was a success in this in this area? So I'm giggling a little bit here because that's such a good question. You know what? I think that with so many of these things now, particularly, but with anything, any career, that answer can fluctuate. You know, sometimes I feel like the answer is more within myself. I feel like I've given my all. I've done my steps. I'm present, right? I've shown up. And if no one called me that day, or if I got no consultation meetings or whatnot, or a thousand likes or whatever the thing that might deem successful, um, I feel successful because you know what? Like I can only do my best and the rest I have to, as we say in Judaism, you know, leave the rest to God or to Hashem or wherever we're going to put that on and hope for the best. And just know that if it's really aligned and meant to be, which like I myself feel that way, we shall see time shall tell, but, (laughs) um, you know, the good things will come, whatever the good thing is and not always the success equal money. Right. Right. So that's a piece too. Um, but then there's other days where of course I feel like on top of the world because I get such incredible feedback and that could even be the simplest of thing with someone commenting from a post that I put or, uh, something I put in the story. That's just like hits the heart in a certain way that gets you thinking. And that's really what I want to be about. I want to get you thinking. I want to get you to stop on this rote mode, which by the way, I get there too. And I'm just like scrolling and scrolling, scrolling. I look at my clock four hours past, right? Mm -hmm. Stop, think, read a quote. Where does it hit you? Does that sting you in the heart? That's that's something we need to think about it. Um, And I get the feedback of like, oh, wow. Like, thank you for that. I needed that today. And no one else knows. No one sees it. It's not a million likes. It's not whatever, but I know. And I know that I'm making a difference. So to me, that's success too. And of course, when I get the paycheck at the end of the month, that's a different <laughs> success. So there's lots of versions of that. Right, right. I hear that. You know, for, for me there, as a teacher, uh, I'll be honest, I, I feel rewarded, but mm-hmm. I like the outside of recognition. Also, that's just my personality, I guess. It's something I'm still working on maybe, or I don't know. Um, I <laughs> like, I, when I get emails and I've been, now that I'm in year 27 teaching. So when I get emails from students, from way, way back. And they just sent me these beautiful emails that first of all, I thank them for taking the time to do it. That's number one. You know, so many times we have these feelings that we're like, okay, I want to thank that person, but we don't, we don't do it. The fact that my students went out of their way, my old students, and they send me an email or they reach out to me just to thank me for what I've taught them or what, or whatever life inspirations I might've given them. Mm-hmm. And then what happened, what's interesting to me this year um, from Instagram, I have several students that my first sixth grade class. So they're, they're now <laughs> they're in their high thirties now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, they've, they're all over and they've reached right. out to me on Instagram. 
Laura Barca, we can't believe that's you. Oh my gosh. And so even one of them, uh, a week from this Monday, we're getting together. I haven't seen her since she's like in eighth grade. And uh, she doesn't live very far away. And she happens to live, she happens to work in my area. And so we're going to get together after, after my job and just hang and talk. And to me, that's so exciting that they, that, that, that's, that they even want to, whether I've inspired, not obviously I, that they felt a sense of connection, right? When someone feels that connection with me. I find that very, very rewarding because I'm sincere and I mean it. And I, and I, I really enjoy that. So for me, that's, that, that means a lot. And then also the DMS, you know, when I, when I private message somebody and I have like, even with you, Betty, right? Like when we first started chatting and I really felt like a connection and I felt like a friendship and somebody that I could talk to and, and you were like, okay, we're going to do this live together. And you're like, okay, Jordana. And then I'll be on your podcast. You're going to be on my <laughs> podcast. We're going to like, I just felt like yeah. welcomed in by you, like enveloped. And, and I, and I really felt loved and wanted and and it's and when that happens i think it's also very special yes. um so I, I i i to me that's 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 success for me uh, <laughs> but uh, but on the, on the flip side what were some obstacles or challenges that you've met along the way doing doing the life coaching and stuff like that yeah yeah listen challenges is a funny word because i've really come to kind of appreciate it in a whole new light as of my old age, you know, (laughs) and you know, I'm still not there. I I had the moments and and I like to just make note of that with everything I say. And I'm sure you like Betty said, you've said that already 10 times, but I, the reason why I emphasize it so much is because I am human. And although I put on, you know, all of these amazing, exciting pieces to me, but there are other pieces too, where I'm still struggling and I'm still trying to better myself. So with this topic of challenges, even though I've really kind of maneuvered my mindset with that, it's still very hard when they come. So (laughs) do you you feel comfortable telling us maybe like one challenge or an example of something? Yeah, no, sure. Of course. So listen, right now, there's a lot of challenges that just are more about a new business, right? So it's kind of like I'm I, the glow up club is very new. And there's a lot of like different pieces that I have to put together and I have to make new shifts and get a new schedule. So things like that, which are just normal challenges, I would say normal. Um, but within I could take it like all the way back within who is Betty, and there's challenges that come along with that, which is just some of relationship challenges because of my upbringing and really lack thereof um, any positive, well, I shouldn't say any positive, but you know, the, the most important positive impact and relationships in terms of the family dynamics, parental roles. And I think that in and out of foster care and things of that sort, growing up in Memphis really kind of put me in a position where, you know, I didn't know what my potential was and I didn't really understand or believe the word potential because growing up, it it really wasn't an option for me. Like it was kind of go with the life steps that happen and make it happen and do what you got to do to survive be present because, you know, I was still in the school and functioning child. Right. But as I got older and I went to Israel and I started learning more about 
Judaism specifically, and then of course about life and whatnot, the big, big world. Um, I had to really discover who is Betty and what does she want and what does that mean? And I'm still discovering that, but I think that that challenge is, is a very large one. Um, but with, with all things and really accepting what you do have and don't have and being okay with that and being able to say that, yeah, that really sucks, but okay, how can I learn from that? Or what is it that I'm struggling with that I can grow and how can I utilize that to help others? So I think it's kind of the irony taking it back to the word challenges because for so long, for so long, I held on to that as, as being like shame. Mm-hmm you know, I'm so not that person because of my natural personality, because of things that I've um, developed in terms of my education and things like that. So it was so hard for me to wrap around the fact of, quote unquote, my past versus my present. And really, honestly, guys, like straight up only until fairly recently, I'm not saying last month, but a few years, have I been able to accept that and hold on to it with pride. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm happy that it happened. You know, obviously that's, I I only wish good for me and my, my children and my family, et cetera. But it's the idea of like, no, like let's own that. And guess what? There's so many pieces to that, that allows me to have a deeper understanding of people straight Mm -hmm. up. So, yeah. Well, so, so you had mentioned the forest. Okay. So do you think that going, looking back on your childhood, that maybe uh, is what planted a seed for you maybe to be to focus on this life coaching, to focus on helping others with their life, um, to facilitate it as best as you can. Do you think that was a, a starting point for you? Um, that's a good question. I don't know if it was necessarily the seed. I think that, well, for sure it had an impact on me in terms of wanting to be involved in people, Mm -hmm. whatever that meant. Right. Um, and I started out in psychology. I was looking at art therapy. I was, I always love the mind and I didn't know where that would take me really. And I started out in education and special education. And so it takes time, you know, trial and error, so to speak, but, but yeah, I mean, listen, of course, I, I don't know. It's a good question. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so funny you said art therapy. I could see that so much because really when you spoke about um, such a Betty, right? And the original version, that's, that was like very artistic. Mm-hmm. That was, like you said, it was about appearance and your creativity. And then now it seems like you're really trying to infuse all that, all your parts and pieces and to present the full uh, Betty of who you really are. And, yes. um, and like now, and right now no one sees this, but right, right behind you is a, a piece of artwork. I don't know. Did you make that piece of I artwork? Actually did. I actually oh, you did. did. Oh, see that? <laughs> it's not even that cool, but yeah, I did do it. It like looks cool from here. Ago. I don't know, Betty, what are you doing? It looks pretty cool from here. I don't know, but that's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll have to be very into art too. So that's, yeah. I love art. I, there's something so special about it, right? You know, and I find any of these things, music, dance, art, mm-hmm. It just taps into a different place in, in the soul. Totally. So it just totally speaks to differently. And it, 
it's, I, I remember I once was in a class and I had a teacher that once said that you should only date people that know how to appreciate nature, that know how to appreciate um, these soulful, different, not the norm. So mm -hmm. I've always taught my children when we go on trips and things like that, I always point out, look at the sunset, look at those <laughs> clouds. You know, yeah. I made it a point that when I raised my children, I wanted them to be children that were more attuned to that sense of creativity. So yeah, I'm it's successful with that. So that that's really amazing. Important. And you know, yeah, you it's yeah. Sorry. Go go go. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love this conversation. It, I mean, listen, it is so so important. And I have to just explain to you a little bit about me is that I am just naturally like very aware of everything, colors, details, this that. So it's, it's in my gene. Like I am a creative soul and that's why I have, I do the nails. I do. The yeah. Nails. I love the nails. They can't see the nails yeah, either, but she has the coolest see. nails on right now. <laughs> um, you know, so with the fashion and with this and with that, because, you know, it's a creative expression and with my home, with decor, like anything I do, like I have different hairstyles and it's not because I'm like, I'm trying to be weird. It's because I just love things. I love like interesting, unique dynamic. It, it just brings me like such joy. Um, and I appreciate it so much. So yeah, when I started such a Betty, I was doing applied behavioral analysts with children on the autistic spectrum for, oh my gosh, like eight years. And although it was tremendously rewarding in many regards, I was very unhappy right. straight up. And I, I didn't fully like hop. I didn't fully like understand, like, why Betty, like you're changing children and families lives. That is epic. Right. Um, and I'm not going to brag, but I am very, very good at it happens to be. So I shifted out and I started my editorial styling business, which was such a Betty. And I was doing photo shoots for all various com companies and models. And I was in the city and showrooms and fashion week. And that was like the highlight of this industry for me. And oh my gosh, it was such a thrill, you know, to create and curate like outfits for models, for pictures, you know, for everything that just is like was a dream. So that was really the turning point. And then, you know, a lot happened in the middle until we're here. So yeah, so being able to infuse it all together and really fully embrace all sides of you, like we are not just one definition. Like when people say, oh, right? Like, what's your name? And what do you do? Right? And it's you expect something like, Hi, my name is Bob, and I'm a dentist. Well, no, this is 2022. And no, I am A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And guess what, they don't all have to be aligned, they could be totally like cross the board. Because I remember, when I first was telling people, you know, like when I first started my business in fashion, and people would say, Oh, like, you know, did you go to FIT? And I'm like, No, actually, I went for psychology. And by the way, I have a master's. And by the way, I started my second master's as a behavioral analyst, but I decided to quit because I wanted to go into fashion. They're like, What? <laughs> you were a behavioral and now you're in fashion? That's strange. And mm. I'm like, Really? I mean, aren't we multifaceted? Like, can't I like not just be one thing? I don't know. So, yeah, yeah it's exciting. But you could tell that you've really come full circle and how you've incorporated everything into what you're presenting to the world now. So it probably makes you feel more at peace, uh, yes. more whole, which is which is great. And I, I I get that because for so many years I've been in the classroom mm -hmm. and, and I've only recently I've now been doing this whole gig of 
trying to get out of the classroom and public speaking. And this is, and I remember I had said to my boss, I said, I, I, this is what I'm so passionate about. Right. And, and I'm not getting any younger and I just want to be able to get out there. And I just Amazing. feel this pull, this force to, to do more. I mean, I've done a lot in the classroom. You know, I'm, you know, you were talking about something before and it triggered a memory <laughs> for me, my old, my first boss, he, when we, I met with him before, I, when I became a teacher, I was just 21. And he said, what is your goals as becoming a teacher? And I remember mm -hmm. I said to him, I want to be the teacher. I never had. Mm -hmm. That was my goal to be that teacher. I wanted a teacher that I always wanted a teacher that I could connect with. I could go to their house for Shabbos. I could talk to, and I just felt like, I don't know, for some reason, I just never had that. Right. Um, and so I always wanted to be that for somebody else. And I really feel like after 27 years, I've really accomplished that. And now it's like time for me to shift. Right. And, you know, I still have that teaching bit and I just have so much more that I want to encompass. So I, I totally get what you're saying, Betty, totally. But now I got to ask you, looking <laughs> back, do you had, did you have any regretful moments looking back on your career, oh on your life? You're like, oh, shoot, <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Well, you know, that's always a funny question for me because I'm like, we could say, okay, that outfit, oh, regret that, or that eyebrow, right? Or uh, why did I choose that business move that I spent, I don't know, whatever, $15,000, and now I'm not even doing it anymore, right? You could do that, right? You could say that. You could feel that way, totally valid. However, what does that really mean? Because the experience, I mean, mm -hmm. it was a moment in that time, in that moment, for whatever reason, you were called to do that and it made sense for you. Maybe it was the trend and it made sense. So you could look back and say that, but no, in the moment you looked amazing. That's all that matters. Or in the moment, I felt like that business decision was going to be right. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully right. I thought that. Yeah. Um, maybe there's regrets where I could have, should have, would have done it maybe a little differently or if only, but that's life. Like I said earlier, challenges slash obstacles slash, you know, anything that comes up in your life, it's an opportunity to grow. And if, if you use that opportunity and you take it and you think and you are honest and true to yourself, what you could have done different, then you're growing. But if you hold on to it and say, oh, my God, why did I do that? And you beat yourself up about it. You're probably going to do it again eventually because you're not actually developing. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. You have to take risks and chances in life in order to grow and develop and become amazing. Whatever amazing means to you. Right. Right. I love that. I love what you were saying, how challenges, obstacles, they're there for growth. They're there for to develop us as, as people. And that's what, and it's, it's, and it's by the moment, right? That's, uh, that's some things I, you know, it's so funny. I have this thing on Instagram called the moment in time and this, this <laughs> right. was past week, just this past week, I wrote about how, um, my mom used to say to me, once you make a decision, the decision is made. What's the point of looking back? It was, that was the decision that was meant to be made. Mm -hmm. But then like, just like you said, just now, you know, it's like, okay, so that moment right before I make that decision, 
could I have made it a little differently? Once I make it, it's done, right? <laughs> right. I'm a, it's a done deal. Okay. You can't, you can't, you know, as they say, you can't cry over spilt milk type of idea. I mean, you could cry, but you're wasting your time. <laughs> um, you could do whatever the heck you want, but I mean, it'd be useless. Um, but right. That, that split second moment before the decision is made, that that's a powerful moment. So now I want to end it on a great note. Do you have any highs like from, a, I know you, I don't want you to give any names or anything, but from a client that you've helped and you were like, you could give us like a little summary or a synopsis or, you know, you once helped so-and-so and whatever the issue was, like share, can you share a little bit with us? And then you like, wow, in the end. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. So, you know, we were talking about success before, and this is certainly falls under that category. And when you realize the power that you have, but really the power that each one of us has within us, if, and when you're willing and ready to take on the challenge. So I could think of just one example right now at the top of my tongue, which is this wonderful, beautiful woman. She is in her forties, uh, mid forties. And she called me, we had a consultation. And of course I offer a consultation because we have to just see if it's a right fit. Um, and right away, right away we clicked and right away we understood each other and her challenges that she was going through. And some of that was one of really angst and worry and despair, despair for who and what she was because she described her situation one as kind of going the rote within her life like a robot until she kind of felt like I don't want to be that I don't even know who I am and she had children and family and life and I was like well whew, that's a lot right because that's really really challenging to deal with and to feel a pain of kind of like awaken up a woken up person where you don't know who you are and she described that as she looks in the mirror and she doesn't even know who she is she actually said that mm. so yeah yeah so through of course many sessions and many conversations and zoom calls. And we actually met a few times little by little, first and foremost, we worked on building her confidence. And sometimes I know you're like, what, but there are tips and tricks to kind of fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do. It's called building up a muscle and we just team together. It's a team effort. I say I'm your Galoa bestie because that's what it is. I'm literally here to be your bestie, like a real bestie. Okay. I know that's hard to find sometimes, but like to be there for you. Okay. Yeah. It's a business of course, but still. Um, and so little by little, she was able to communicate to me in such a different way. Like only if I would have recorded the first conversation, you, you would understand, but it's like shocking because her tone, her words, her word choices, we worked on that. We talked about how do you speak to yourself first and foremost, um, beginning to develop new hobbies and habits to really try to understand what she likes, what she doesn't like. Um, nevertheless, to end off the story really towards the very end, we're st we still see each other. So it's not never over, but um, she has now been able to find this joy with life. Does that mean she's, she's healed, whatever that means? You know, no, but like, it just means that now she's joyous. If you're living every day with joy, I mean, really obstacles are going to be looked at much differently. So now the next step will be to really allow her to kind of hopefully find a career that she likes or discover kind of, her day to day, but yeah, it's very exciting. And it's just so 
fulfilling. I think that's the perfect word. Uh, yeah, I, I I definitely relate because I also, one of the times that I had gone to therapy was to help me build my self-confidence, mm-hmm. build, build my insides out so that way I could get out of an abusive situation. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely, it was something that I just had to feel that I'm worth it. Right. And, and then if I don't feel like I'm worth it, then I'm not going to budge, I'm not going to move. So I definitely could understand exactly. that. And then, and it is, it feels great when you could guide somebody through that process and uh, really show them who they truly are and, and, and what they're capable of. So, so thank you, Betty. And, uh, and I hope uh, anybody who wants to contact Betty, they'll go ahead and contact her. Betty, you want to just say, what's the best way someone could contact you? Yeah. So I'm on, of course, all of the places for social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. How many are there? I don't know. (laughs) I can't keep up, but it's my name, Betty Gulko, G-U-L-K-O, which is also my website, B-E-T-T-Y-G-U-L-K-O.com. You could find me there um, and you could book a session there and you could find me on Instagram, DM me. That's where I mainly hang out. Yeah. So thank you so much, Betty, for taking the time. I know you're super, super busy. It was so lovely to chat with you. And I'm going to wish you a great day. Thank you so much. It was amazing. See you soon. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Drink It In, the podcast. You can find all my episodes and so much more at maverickpodcasting.com. Come connect and say hi with me on Instagram at drinkitin underscore Jordana. If you like the show, leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next time.